0: At the Yonko Table.
2: Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko Table. The table that will make their dreams come true. Yo!
0: Yeah, yo, ya yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko Table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from the... Uh, I don't know, the pilot seat of an X-Wing, the pilot seat of the Millennium Falcon, the pilot seat of an Imperial Destroyer. Yes, that's right. Those are all Star Wars references because we are doing a retro piece on Star Wars, The Force Awakens. That's right, folks. We are covering Star Wars, The Force Awakens, which was the first entry in the faded Star Wars sequel series. And this was brought to us by Uh, one of our supernovas, and yeah, um, it should be a fun ride, Troy, or home. But with me, as always, is Dr. Jace (laughs) Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, how excited are you to talk about The Force Awakens? It's your favorite Star Wars film, right?
2: Uh, Clearly, it's my favorite. It's the best in the, uh, goodness, what's it called? What's a, what's a, uh, Oh, no. You know what? No, never mind. The <laughs> sequel good, trilogy. Not the sequel. Tr- like, if you want to combine all of them into nine movies, you know, you have the Skywalker
0: saga. The
2: Skywalker saga. It's the best film in the Skywalker saga. I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Sur- su- su- surprisingly, <laughs> no, 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 I-, I am kidding. Surprisingly, though, um, I did not watch this film since its initial release in theaters. I watched it once and I remember liking it a lot. Um, And it it wasn't, you know, me not watching out of like, oh, I never want to watch it again. It's just I don't watch most movies more than once. Maybe sometimes twice. Uh, Shrek Two, I watch multiple times. But for Force Awakens, uh, I actually watched it recently for the purposes of this pod, and uh, I have less nice things to say about it. Uh, What eight, almost eight years later, right? Because it came out. Years later
1: wait are you yeah. serious
2: eight it's, years it's, later it's oh. been
0: eight years it'd be oh, 10 God. years
2: 2025 Jeez, it's yeah. wild but yes I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to talk on why my opinion on it has shifted honestly very greatly since my initial watch so i'm excited in that aspect to talk about it
0: yeah no definitely it's a. it's it's a fun conversation talking about kind of Again, it was a big deal when this film was first announced, but let me stop talking. We're going to pass the reins over to the only supernova in the house tonight is the one who has brought this to the table. It's none other than Nino Desplazado. Nino Desplazado, thank you for bringing this to the table. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give you the reins because this is your baby right here.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is your favorite.
2: This is why you want to talk about it.
1: I just think that it's time to talk about it and i haven't found anything maybe there are things but i think after a certain point people only want to talk about post rise of skywalker star wars disney media um there is very few things that people want to look back on and i feel like it's been it's been enough time and we you know we can start setting up the stage here for this retrospective and looking back on this i watched this in theaters and i remember loving it i grew up on the prequel series and oh, yeah i think that when this was announced back when i was in high school it blew everybody's mind uh kind of i think everyone's was just like oh we're getting more star wars but we're also like oh disney is trying to make more money so <laughs> there was always that sentiment behind it so it it, it did it did premiere you know in december tw- 2015 after 10 years since episode three that's crazy that's crazy we had 10 years of star uh, without star wars Maybe you don't count the clone wars um right i guess for you... films right yeah. right
0: well, oh god, there was the Clone Wars don't, film don't, that, that does not Ew,
2: count. No, no one like that. I mean, I, was, I don't know. Maybe some it, people do like it. It was I, the first four
1: episodes. Right. Of oh, the Clone was it Wars. really? Yes, it that was. was the pilot was, of the yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah.
2: Wow. I honestly, I when I watched the Clone Wars, I I never watched the movie and I just watched all of Clone Wars and I'm like, "Oh, damn, I got to go back at some point and watch the movie because it probably explains where ahsoka came from but wow okay i did not know that
0: yeah Yeah. uh dare i say um the clone wars as a whole because it clone wars premiered three years after um revenge of the sith and then i what it, it it its first finale is in 2013 it was a nice little you know uh so what's the word uh Palette cleanser of star wars it was it was good and it was a nice little placeholder until the next big film which we didn't know was going to come um uh, but you know uh it makes you really appreciate the clone wars but let me not digress this is not a clone wars talk all i'm saying is it was a nice little it it held us over
1: until the time it really did um uh, but i think once disney announced that they were buying lucasfilm for like $7 billion, well, $4.05 mm-hmm. billion. Right. The writing was on the wall. Uh, speaking of the last time y'all did this with uh, Supernova, Clone Wars was on Cartoon Network. <laughs> um, when your big competitor <laughs> buys a property of yours, you, that that's uh, the Grim Reaper being like, hey, open up. It's time to axe this show. And it was just the writing was on the wall at that point. And we knew that Disney wanted to do something big with star Wars. Cause they were doing, they got Marvel, uh, I think before oh, yeah. star Wars, or yeah. The well, same before year. star
2: Wars, I think, yeah. I think, I think, uh, Marvel was what, like Oh nine or Oh eight.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the last movies that carried over were, um, captain America and Thor. And then Avengers was like their first one. Um, uh, but yeah right. yeah so they had Marvel they get Star Wars it's a conglomerate at this point yes who's who's next on the chopping box Fox over here like oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> and and God, it's, it's a monopoly Jesus and it, it's true because and it's important to stress this point out that Star Wars used to be when you were a Star Wars movie was coming out you were you were dumb to go up against it in theaters that would be where everyone would go see. And that's been mm-hmm. like that, you know, um, since the original trilogy, the prequels, everyone like Star Wars, that's it. So imagine Disney, <laughs> another big Titan, having the MCU, the newly formed MCU, and Star Wars coming together. That's that's extremely unfair. You, but you know,
2: it, it's funny that you say that because... Um... Your favorite movie, of course, is Avatar, The Way of Water. And I remember uh, for years, like every time James Cameron said this movie was going to come out, he would push it out. Like this is like 2017, 2018 and a lot of the times during this time period it was because a Star Wars movie was coming out during the holiday season so like your december your november time period and i remember just seeing oh we're never getting avatar 2 because disney's going to release a star wars movie every single year and it's going to have to compete with it so i i definitely believe in that that no one wants to compete with star wars because it's it, it's going to make bank it's going to make bank that's your competition <laughs>
1: and thinking about it, he didn't release Avatar. They didn't release Avatar 2 until Star Wars was well past the... Yes. well ...out of the box office. That's... Which, you know, is very telling. Mm-hmm. But... So, there was this big culture shift once Disney bought Star Wars, I think. Uh, and I noticed it. I noticed it when I was growing up. They... When we were growing up, everything that you could find of Star Wars games um uh, merchandise lightsabers there was a heavy influence of the clone wars there was a heavy oh, influence yeah. of the prequels you could go in i was in like middle school like let's say to 2010 you could go into a walgreens and find an original boxed from episode one darth maul lightsaber yeah very it, specifically yes it,
2: it was the more mark I mean in my opinion it's the more marketable uh trilogy of Star Wars compared to the original like I, I know they had toys and games back when the original came out but the prequels yeah like you have so many Jedi so many different color lightsabers um different characters that are just uh you know people wanted to dress up as both male and female and creatures. Uh so yeah, no, for sure. I I, I definitely believe that. That was definitely the main culture. Like if if you were making a game, you had to add the prequel trilogy in there. You had to. And
1: one of the the most famous games from back in our time was Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. Legendary Mm. game. And what could you do in that game? You could go anywhere, 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 anytime period. It was there was a big emphasis. And there was like a huge library of people doing like expanded work like after well, the return of the jedi right yeah before the prequels things like that there was a bunch of them i remember actually when i was a child i bought one of those books the, you know one of the star wars books and yeah. it was about obi-wan and anakin and i was in aruba at the time and i bought it and i was like oh look a book and it was just <laughs> it was it was fluff you know it was just fluff but it was still there.
2: It's extra stuff. You know, like you get to dive into the world again without having to go through like the movies or if the show was even out at the time, you don't have to just watch the show. Yeah.
0: I think it was just, you know, that was what was popping right now. The prequels, the clone wars, Jedi at the highest point of their power. It was really fun to dive deeper into that aspect of star Wars. Maybe because also there was like this technology that went into those films that a lot of people gravitate towards compared to the previous films. Unfair comparison given the time periods that they came out. However, yeah, it was like the idea was they're going to do more with this realm of the universe than the original trilogy. So there was that giant let's center what we do around this right now.
1: And, but even, it was more so than that, because I would say it was a little bit more sinister. I do want to mention the Legos. The Legos were a big part of the merchandising Ooh, as well. Lego Star Wars. And the there was PS2. a bunch of Lego merchandise centered in the prequel trilogy. Most, there was so many Droid Army. and yes. like Like yep. Lego sets. So many of those. There I just want lot. to mention that, but... They were really common, and they were still coming. You could still go into a toy store, a Target, whatever, in 2012 and find prequel era stuff. Once Disney announced it, the very next year, and if you look at even the, the San Diego Comic-Con, where in 2013, they they uh, Hasbro announced the new Star Wars action figure, it was all, or recently, it was mostly original trilogy stuff. And that was a big shift. And and the communities that I was talking with at the time and like looking back on it, they were like, oh, they're, they're finally do- going back to good Star Wars. No more prequels. Yes, no more prequels. It was something to behold because they were saying, Disney was kind of saying with their marketing, hey, don't worry. We have this under control. We're just going to focus on the original star wars and we're going to leave the prequel trilogy in the dust and we're going to forget about it okay okay and that that's why why did that happen i don't know but they they missed out so much more i think on marketing but i also think it brought in a new era where they were kind of like oh get these original stuff you can and, it, and that even was more so because they were even printing out some of the original boxes again like a, a re like a a rehash of the original branding for the original characters. Yeah. Like with the little mini, like the, the figures, the 5.5, 5.6. Yeah.
2: The, the, the black series stuff or. uh... Yes. The
1: black series too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Most of the beginning black series stuff is very skewed towards the OG series.
2: (laughs) Very. Yeah. I still see them in like five and below stores to this day. It's, it's very skewed towards original trilogy now.
1: Mm -hmm. And yeah but today is today is still we get some things here and there like we get a bunch of things um just because the the sequel trilogy had its time and now we see less sequel trilogy stuff oh my god i don't
2: see i don't see any sequel trilogy stuff none
0: none it is almost erased
1: I think that would be a good point of discussion for when, if we ever do eventually get to rise of Skywalker, we need (laughs) to talk about that impact, but going into the force awakens, you know, things were, Disney was shaping it up to be, they announced the trilogy in early 2012 where, uh, they were just announcing it there was like nope we're gonna have a trilogy we're gonna do this and it's gonna come out year after year after year and you can expect a star wars movie every year it was like star everyone was so excited it was a
2: supposed renaissance it was it was a it was an excitement yeah i remember being excited i'm like oh cool nice they're gonna i've always had this fascination with you know george lucas made the original trilogy back in the late 70s early 80s And it's like, this is where he wanted the story to end, and then he made the prequels to say, you know, how we eventually got there. But I've always had this interest in, what about afterwards? Was it just happily ever after, you know, after episode six? And I, I, you know, I would always go into forums at the time and be like, did George Lucas ever, like, write, like, a draft for, like, episode seven? Did he ever have plans for an episode seven? And, you know, you have expanded material, like what Nino's saying, like, you had your books, your comics, and all that stuff, but I wanted a movie. I'm like just do make something or if not, I mean let Star Wars die a slow death. So when Disney announces episode 7, I'm like, "Oh wow, after the original trilogy, I'm I'm excited on that alone because it's like so we're going to see Luke, we're going to see Han Solo, we're going to see all these other uh legacy characters however far into the future.
0: Well, that was that was movie. the hope is that we would see them.
2: Right, right. We didn't know they were gonna be in there. We just knew it would take place after the original trilogy. I right. so there was that assumption where it's like before we got that first trailer where you graciously uh, quoted that line uh, with Han. Uh, before we got oh, that, it was oh. like it was like, oh well. I mean, are they gonna be in the movie? Are they gonna be? Referenced? Oh, but hold. Well, I think you're you're jumping ahead before the trailer. No, no, Um, I'm just saying before the trailer, because the trailer gave us confirmation. We are seeing that. But before that...
0: No, 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 no. We had confirmation before the trailer.
2: We did? Oh,
0: let's take it back. Let's take it back some. Yes. Because they they built up the hype really well. All right, so go Um, ahead. I I think, and Nino, you correct me. The first thing they announced is JJ.
1: They did. They announced JJ like in... January 2013 like right after they announced their trilogy so they were saying J.J. Abrams is gonna direct episode 7 and this was a big big deal at the time J.J. Abrams was just coming off of I don't remember his most recent movie but he had um,
2: was it Super 8 I was gonna say
0: I think it was Super 8 I think
2: because um, and was it was Star Trek
0: before or after? Star well, the first Star Trek, Star Trek, was in Trek 2009, is 2009, right? 2009. The oh, second God. one I want to say is like, well, there was a good gap. It might have been 2013 into yes, darkness. Yes,
1: into darkness yeah. was like 2013, I or maybe even 2015. There was a there was a big twenty gap.
0: 2013 was into darkness. 2013. Yeah. So okay. he's he's he he just wrapped up into darkness.
1: Doing press okay. for Into Darkness or really just wrapped up, yeah, because it's January twenty thirteen.
2: I remember being excited with his announcement because I've yeah. the previous his previous works. I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed both Star Trek movies, and I'm not even a Star Trek fan, but I like the movie.
1: neither, yep. Yeah, and he he did Lost, you know, he had oh. Super um Super 8, Cloverfield. These are all big names, big like sci-fi stuff. And everyone's just really excited and they knew they knew who to pick to start this series because jj abrams has a specific way of storytelling he did a ted talk on it uh called the mystery box so if you want to fill somebody's up in seats jj abrams is the man for you because he'll start you off with these mysteries he'll lead you down a rabbit hole and say oh what about this what about this what about this they start getting you questions and uh the first title reveal was like the first when we first got the force awakens we were all kind of like what does this mean what does this mean you know the other movies were very attack of the clones um revenge of the sith they were very much like labeling <laughs> to, the, to, the yeah, to the point They were very to the point so the force awakens we were like what's going on you know we don't know any of the plot details and disney was tight-lipped there. i don't remember necessarily when we got confirmation on luke Khan. oh i got it i got oh, you. you i got, got it, it. Okay, i got go you oh, go I, I got
0: this i got this so everything you said and then i think he does an open casting call uh he's like there's like two three roles where he wants you know an unknown to come play yes. these roles yes so he opens the casting call and then, I guess maybe, I don't know the exact timeline, but I know the photo. They release a photo of a table read. And at the table read, it, let me tell you, there's there's JJ. There's Kathleen Kennedy, head of Lucasfilm. There's unknown actress. Uh,
2: Daisy Ridley. Girl. Daisy Disney. Ridley.
0: John Boyega, who at the time had only had this film, uh... Attack the block!
2: Yes, attack the block! Right. Attack the block! Attack right,
1: the
0: block. Oscar Isaac coming off of uh, a critical acclaim with Inside Llewyn Davis, and then in the picture you see Harrison Ford, uh, Carrie Fisher, Peter oh, Mayhew, right, Anthony Daniels, uh, Kenny Baker, R.I.P. was not there; uh, he had passed at that time, and uh, your boy. Oh, I'm sorry. Adam Driver. Adam Driver's there too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. And then your boy, Mark Hamill. And that was the first confirmation that they're all coming back. And that it's a black and white photo. It's a really cool photo. Cause I remember seeing wow. it. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my I, God. I don't think this- I've ever seen that. Oh my God. Yeah, no, you look I know. I remember.
1: It's... Yes. I remember exactly what you're talking about. And it was like on, like, it was like through a newspaper or something or like, yeah, a yeah something like that. It was that, yeah. very big, very big at the time. Um, and yeah, I guess that would be the first confirmation like, hey, we're, they're coming back. It's going to be great. And, you know, we don't hear a lot about leading up to the first trailer we don't hear a lot about the movie and the first trailer was i i think the trailers are very important to describe the mystery box element oh
2: yeah because
1: <laughs> for someone who doesn't follow I, I know in today's world it's so normal for us to be kept in touch twitter is 24 7 uh reddit is 24 you'll find the Man quantum mania script leaked on reddit already yeah Yeah. it's and it's been there for like a month things Mm -hmm. uh, when things happen in the industry we know about it the second it happens in today's world but back in 2014 2015 things didn't work like that things were a a lot slower yeah Yeah. i blame 5g but you know it's just (laughs) things were a lot slower back then Mm -hmm. and when the first trailer came out empty desert right I, yeah yeah and everyone and they didn't even mention what planet that was so everyone's right. thinking oh we're going back to um tatooine that desert em- empty desert and then boom john boyega's face black stormtrooper he's oh, and he's like <laughs> what a way <laughs> to open that trailer what a way to open that trailer
2: it it was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, for better or worse, because, you know, you. I remember the negative vitriol that came yeah. from that initial reveal. and But that got it trending. That got it talked about amongst every circle, the, this trailer. Uh, it was whether that was Disney's intent because they had, hey, let's put John Boyega there for the controversy. And it's like, I hope the intent was just, Like, him appearing and just gasping for air. It's almost like it's the fandom kind of, like, releasing their anxiety. Like, we're here.
1: It's here. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I need to mention this because there's a court case around this right now. um, And this is one of the biggest offenders that there are B-roll footage in these trailers that never see the movie itself. And one of the, and I'll get to one of these in this first trailer, but there's an ominous monologue about, and we never hear this monologue either about like, have we, f- um, there has been an awakening. Wait, like, you, have you, you felt th- it.
0: This is nope. in the, this, this is in the movie, not
1: in the same way, not in the same way.
0: <laughs> the, I don't think the have you felt it might, but like, you feel it, uh, Mr. Krabs it, it's in the movie, but continue, continue.
1: It's, But it's not in the same way. That's what I'm saying. And okay. we get to like this point where we see a bunch of images and then it all builds up to black cloaked figure walking, gets mm-hmm. his lightsaber out and it ignites. And then you see a cross guard. That shot is not in the film.
2: It is that not. Shot it's not. It's not in
1: the film. It's not. It's
0: I, not.
2: I watched yeah. it and I'm like, wait a minute. I remember and you hear the it. trailer. You
1: hear it happening.
0: Actually, my background is pretty much where that shot would be and, in the film.
2: And actually, yes. that shot in your background, that is more, for the trailer, it was more zoomed in to where, I, I don't think you saw red. No, these two are in, not in the
0: shot. Right, They're you, you shot, just yeah. see
2: the hand, and then, you know, the, the ignition of the lightsaber, and then the cross guard comes oh,
0: out. Oh, it was probably the most badass lightsaber ignition I had ever seen it's outside of so, Darth Maul's.
1: It's so it's, angry. That's yeah, it's angry very in. angry. Yeah. Yeah, and then the rest of the trailer shows, you know, action tie fighters the falcon when people saw that the falcon was going to yes. be back i think it sold them on this movie like well, and this was disney really going into full trust us we we know what we're doing right this be john
0: williams's score too when the falcon yes. comes on screen yeah it's like oh okay we're in good hands okay disney i see you
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was the first trailer it People lost their okay, mind. Okay, no, <laughs> like,
2: never mind. I know. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, be, that was the first teaser trailer. It, that's where it ended. Like I, I made sure because I know. I think I know what you're gonna say. I, I know, about, I know. Yes,
2: because I was like, wait, was that wasn't that the first trailer too? But no, no, it was it was the the next one that that, that you're gonna get into.
1: Yeah. So then the the next trailer is the more iconic one, I would say, because it has the Han and Chewie with. Right, Chewy, we're home. That version of the of that scene, that's B roll. That's not in the movie. It's not um, in the movie. Yeah. It's very slight, but it's not in the movie. Got I just got to keep pointing it out. But all of this was leading up. Even the theatrical trailer didn't show much. I I missed those days when trailers didn't show the entire plot of the movie
2: oh god when trailers were not like two and a half minutes long and just gave away the entire plot
1: yeah what a time i have to give credit to jj abrams because he really does know how to market a beginning of a series Agreed. i agree he he really gets you in those seats and i think he had a lot of pull i think as we continue this talk about the other movies will understand that jj abrams had a lot of control with this movie because all the other ones had a lot of control with their movies as well Mm -hmm. i think he had a lot to do with the marketing of this movie as well he was very selective of hey i don't want this in the trailer i want this instead i don't want this in the trailer i want this instead and he was always leading to mixed direction i do have to speaking of misdirection the posters for this movie, <laughs> ah, yeah, and the marketing. So, you know, Kylo Ren, masked figure, we don't know who he is. I didn't know who Adam Driver was at the time. I was just like, I don't know who he is, he's just a masked guy. Oh, right, man, Kylo Ren. Um, it shows Ray with her staff,
2: yep, mm-hmm.
1: and it shows BBA. You know, there's Han there with his blaster, and it shows john boyega's finn with a light not just any lightsaber yes. with the original anakin lightsaber and that's important that that's very important because, because everyone it threw, leading, it threw
2: me through a loop i yes. i thought going into the movie i was like oh he's gonna be the the carry-on of the jedi legacy or whatever. Um, In hindsight, and watching the movie again, I was like, was I really bamboozled by this?
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I definitely... It was a different time. It was
2: a different time. time. It was a different time. Different time.
1: We we weren't as used to getting tricked. Um, This is... Remember, we're living in a post-Spider-Man No Way home world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We... um, But this movie was really... The, the, a, a big deceiver. They were really throwing it out there. But let me John just, Boyega, yeah, let me,
0: real John Boyega, blue lightsaber, black male lead, that had the black community hype. Yes. Uh, just throwing that out there. We hadn't had, you know, all, all our Star Wars characters get killed. You had Mace Windu for three or, movies. Or he got traders. killed. Yeah, <laughs> and then we three. got Lando. We got Lando. Who I don't know. He's Ooh, just B- Billy D. Williams in a cape. You know, uh,
1: yes, yes,
0: he's cool, I guess. But that was gonna be our champion. It really was. We didn't even know this guy. We were just like, "Cool, he's he's got the lightsaber." Yes, we in there. Let's go.
2: No, yeah, I, I remember that being a, a major selling point. Where um, I, I'm, I'm just thinking back to the time when they announced like who was playing who in each of the trailers. They really wanted like, um, like. I don't want to say no names, but like people that were not out there in terms of like, uh, you know, general Hollywood. They didn't want they didn't want to cast Eddie Murphy as Finn. Right. Like easily recognizable. Get a fresh face uh, into the role and then they'll grow into it. And then their careers will skyrocket from there. Kind of like what happened with the original trilogy for the most part.
1: Well, no. Well, (laughs) it's starring in a Star Wars movie has been probably some uh, there's always one standout if they're not if they're not big already but usually starring in a star wars movie means a death sentence for your career right Unfortunately, um and and you kind of see it with the
2: sequel trilogy now with certain uh you know actors and actresses you post uh rise of skywalker so yeah i definitely agree with that
1: yeah and i i will say though uh they all are have like they're all working So good for them. You know, they're all out there in Hollywood. John Boyega's like, has like three films coming out soon, or he had like three films last year. He's, he's he's, he's
0: doing good. He's doing really good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good.
1: good. So in terms of this film, bringing John Boyega into my mind as a recognizable actor. Good. That's the good. and, but leading up to this film, there was a lot of hype. I remember when I went to go see it. I was uh, in college, of course. Oh, I was in Miami. Yeah, we
0: were. In... Oh wow! I didn't even realize we were in school.
1: Yeah, we uh-huh. and we. Yeah. I, I was in sophomore year, and I was. I remember who I went with. I remember we went to go, and this was like during the time of midnight premiere. Still, I went to go mm-hmm. see it midnight premiere. Um, I stayed up, and we went and. It was the big grand time we were all really excited going into this movie i don't think there was any person that wasn't excited going into this movie
2: yeah i can't
0: believe 2015 was eight years ago goodness yeah
2: yes, i could exactly have sworn this. i saw
0: i could have sworn i saw this movie in high school But goodness oh no okay no this all right was, uh... I, I i cannot tell you who i went to see this movie with i have no idea
2: i don't really know who either actually, actually no, just no. i feel i saw I it a remember. second time with you uh, maybe I, I remember the group that I went with uh, for my first watch, my only watch before a couple of days ago. Wow. Uh, I went to movie.
1: I, I resaw this movie now that I think about it three times in theaters, and I Damn. went to go see it with very different people every time, and we all had a great time. I remember I had a friend named Fabian.
0: Oh, he, gotcha. yeah,
1: Grandmaster Hoop knows Fabian. Fabian, yes. if you're listening, a shout out to you. But he was so excited for Finn. He said finally a character i can relate with in a star wars movie
0: sure yeah man it was real it was real
1: big deal oh and also now that i mention it now that i mention it a new game was coming out around the time of the force awakens um and it was star wars battlefront the Um the uh, oh first, the original
2: uh, yeah yeah right which the was EA. a game by the way that only focused on the original trilogy yes yep. yes no so that, um that reflects that shift that nino was talking about disney wanted to really push away from the prequels because i guess prequels bad <laughs> um prequels, is, bad. prequels Re- bad. reasons why i never got uh, I never got the first one. Uh, I yeah, just, no. Oh,
1: I did. I got it opening. I got oh, it. God, first day. day, and it, my reaction was, "This game is beautiful." It was two pretty. hours later. I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna just put this down," and then I barely played. But I, I, the, I have, I, I have such nostalgia for that, just because. People were so excited for Star Wars that they would play anything. We were deprived of a good Star Wars game. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it was begged for. uh,
2: Battlefront Three was something that was always begged for after the original Battlefront Two. So to see uh, Dice, who was ahead of their time back then, because they, you know, their battlefield fame and everything, and they're coming in to do Battlefront. It's like, oh yeah, it's in the name. They already got the first two syllables in there. (laughs) so they it was perfect so i i i see the success of battlefront um ea's battlefront i call it ea's battlefront and then um and then years later uh, ea's battlefront 2 came out and that one had everything in it (laughs) trip prequel and sequel
1: but then we're going basically we're going into the movie now so we're at the movie the the film starts and rewatching this, I gotta put a disclaimer. I found a lot to love about this movie. Um, going back on it, you know, I don't. I don't think it was the nostalgia. I tried to keep my, you know, my critical distance away. But I found a lot to love about this movie. And generally, it's really about finding Luke Skywalker. And also, generally, it's about a new hope, but with a new, fresh coat of paint. Um, Those were generally the consensus, but it follows Finn, you know, a former stormtrooper, really interesting, and it also follows Ray, a random somebody from a desert planet that's not Tatooine. Right. I don't know why they made Jakku. It's Um, no character. I mean, it's it's
0: it's it's as you said. He's trying to hit a lot of the nostalgia uh, of A New Hope a little too on the nose for me um i will say as we continue talking about this on our on this pod what i am talking through now is my current thoughts they might have not been my initial thoughts walking out of that theater yeah. but it is what it is uh i i can i will say this i really enjoyed the film walking out uh but I look back and I think what I really enjoyed was more of the nostalgia. And now I'm now I'm here and we're discussing. So uh, <laughs> it could have could not if it was going to be a desert, could it have just been Tatooine. I don't know. So that there you go. OK,
2: well, I mean, you say that, right. And it's funny because it's easy to view this in a hindsight lens. But Star Wars ever since then has had this. I think there's like a proper term for it that. The community calls it. They have this, this Tatooine syndrome where mm. every, no matter wh- whether it's a movie, a show, a comic, for some reason, Tatooine seems to be at the epicenter of that goddamn galaxy.
1: Or rather- and No one ever thinks to visit. No, no one, one ever goes. thinks-
2: Everything important has happened on Tatooine, and whenever they're trying to find someone important, they're like, oh, they could be anywhere on the outer rim, anywhere in the system.
0: Oh, uh, Shouldn't should we check Tatooine? Hype down back there. We're checking every realm of the galaxy but Tatooine.
2: I just, it, It's just so frustrating because, again, it, Star Wars has always emphasized to be this massive galaxy, and it's like you have these creative minds coming in, whether it be for the shows, the movies, the games, whatever. And it's like, y'all can't think of another planet besides this damn desert. But then J.J. Abrams comes in and is like, oh, I got one for you. It's still a desert planet, but it's different. It's not Tatooine.
1: Exactly. It's Jakku. It's Jakku. of course. <laughs> but I do have to give this movie credit. And I think we, we can talk about the movie like scene by scene proper now because there's some good stuff in this movie the first opening scenes where we get um mysterious man gives uh poe dameron a random thing to go find luke skywalker we have the impetus for the film we need to find luke skywalker and he's disappeared that was the opening crawl luke skywalker disappeared people need him to come back
0: because the it's First kind of- Order rose in the shadow of the Empire.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was an interesting concept that, just this concept that if you don't snuff out fascism, fascism will f- like f- always find a way to grow in the shadow of whatever that like, came before it. I think that's a really interesting idea. I don't think that they capitalized on it, but I think it's an interesting idea.
0: It's but, interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, I will
0: just say, I would have liked to have seen the kind of the period of time from six to seven, where all this does happen, because uh, coming into this film after reading the opening crawl, I'm just like, damn! I did y'all even try? They are really powerful. This first order. Yeah, uh, you
2: you destroyed their their leading figures and their leading weapon in Episode
1: six. How did they... Uh, the, the, the second leading weapon. The second one. The, 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 the second, rebuilt right.
2: one. It wasn't even finished yet.
0: Did you Did so, you just... Did you turn a blind
2: eye to the third? They coming back. <laughs> we defeated them twice.
1: And I think we were more forgiving because we just wanted something like... Star- we just wanted Star yes. Wars at this point. Yeah. We were I, like, give I, us Star Wars.
2: And I think that's another thing that JJ realized at the time in making the movie the way that he did it. I think the safest bet to appease everyone is to really go for that nostalgia rather than take the risk that it, that George Lucas took and how he structured the prequels uh, where it tells a, a vastly different story than how the original trilogy was, you know, new characters, new locales, all that stuff. But J.J. is like, all right, Disney's hovering over his shoulder saying prequels bad, prequels bad. <laughs> And so he's like all right I got to elicit that nostalgia let's make this kind of like a new hope everyone loves a new hope no one ever shuts up about a new hope
1: but but wait I think I think we're forgetting a very key factor in that analysis Disney may have been doing that but also JJ Abrams is a huge Star Wars fan yes like he he, is, he right. was extremely and even so he didn't like I think he was quoted with saying that he did almost didn't want to take this movie because he he was he was very nervous to take it you know he wasn't as big of a star trek fan and with star trek he did really good things and you know he but he had that distance from it that he could kind of experiment with it approach it
0: like just kind of just as a filmmaker versus a a fan fan. making a film right right. right
1: so i think that was really influential in how he structured this film. He's also, I need to say this, he's also a huge fan of Luke Skywalker. A huge fan of Luke Skywalker. Mm. Um, So I think when we get to that point near the end of the film, I think that the decision that they make with Luke is more understandable from his perspective as a fan making a film. So... (laughs) We, you know, we get introduced and I, what I love about this film because there's some really good stuff the shots in this film depicting like horrors of war unfortunately Star Wars has been fantasized about for so long that Very we forget what it's about yeah we forget what it's about <laughs> and the first order coming in and wiping out that village and that, that was really good I felt terror I felt like oh my god they're coming and they're just killing everybody. That that's something you don't see. And then we get the stormtrooper who falls and like puts blood bl- blood in a Star Wars movie on, you know, a helmet. That's that's was that was a risky move that I think we were ready for. This was this was like I think to me it was saying this was a mature star wars film that we were getting we were gonna get a more mature star wars film because the prequels kind of leaned a little bit heavily into kids films um except Re- revenge of the sith revenge of the sith you know i mean it was a kids film but the kids master skywalker what are we gonna do <laughs> the kids- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
0: say this and because i do too like kind of that i mean it, it was a little over dramatic with the blood on the helmet uh What I will say though is this I don't know if that is ever matched as far as kind of just the very kind of close up to what as you're saying war being depicted I don't think we get a scene as real as that scene uh, later on or throughout the kind of the rest of this trilogy Um, so I do appreciate that scene and and it does make sense for the character who gets the blood on the helmet kind of where they go after that point. But uh uh continuing with this scene, you know, uh again, very nostalgic. Here comes the man in black, uh coming to collect his prize, his trophy, the thing he's out for. Kylo Wren. Um him on the scene, I like Kylo Wren. Uh
2: I like his name. His name's got really a cool, cool. name. Got a very cool name. name.
0: Um they Can even, you remind um, you of anyone in
2: particular, I mean, it's giving a
0: skinny, less robotronic Darth Vader, um, yeah, you know, again, and they yeah.
2: eliciting they, that nostalgia.
0: They don't try to overdo it. They don't try to get some James Earl Jones matchup. But so the voice is cool, and it doesn't feel over the top. Uh, we forget to mention there's Poe. Poe is here. Poe Dameron, yes. young hotshot pilot. Uh, and they have a little one-on-one little banter. I think what Poe shoots at Kylo Ren.
1: And he gets stuck. And the shot gets stuck in midair. That, and this... I love that. that that's it, a
0: selling point.
2: That, that to
0: me is yes. a like, selling point.
2: Because it's something that's never done in anything Star Wars before. Where it's like you get the feeling that, yeah, if you're very proficient in the force. You could likely do this. But you never see it. You never see it happen right. But here, there's a
1: good reason to there's a good reason like lore wise that ties in with character, which why this moment is good. Okay. Yes. Because when there's a there's a similar moment in Empire where Han Solo immediately starts shooting at Darth Vader and he just hands oh, okay. puts out <laughs> oh, his hand. The, he's like, yes, he's like just absorbing the shots. And he's like, just give me the gun. Like, right.
2: right. I have questions
0: about that scene, too, but it's OK. Uh, very, we're on this film.
2: Very silly uh um, super, super
0: badass super badass
2: the fact that it stopped and then you know he didn't even have to hold his hand out it's just it's there it's stuck i don't yeah. have to concentrate anymore on it that was cool i like that
1: yeah and then we have this whole interrogation and of course we have the giving of the map to the droid which is kind of its own ceremony in this sure. trilogy help me Earth.
0: obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope. Very yeah. much. Very much.
1: And Droid goes out into the desert. They interrogate. You know, they have like a back and forth interrogate Poe. Um, and they find out, you know, he's on. We get introduced with a lot of things very quickly. Like we get introduced to Captain Phasma. And she's like Finn 8127 or whatever his number oh is. Oh, my God. You, I'm you, sorry. Why didn't... Why? Uh,
2: can we talk about Captain Phantasma real quick? Is Phasma, it Phasma. Phasma. <laughs> Phasma, oh my god, going back to the trailers, I remember people being very hyped for this commander stormtrooper. I was hyped for this commander stormtrooper, okay.
0: Um, god, you know, there was, you remember I think there was this, more... right? We were all,
2: oh my god, What of well, the there biggest a... crimes that they did with there
0: Captain were a Phasm. lot of people at that table read who I'm forgetting to mention. Uh, that's Gwendolyn Christie, yes, uh, yes, and.
1: Rightfully so the same.
0: Right. Time. It was very smart to cast someone from Game of Thrones in your show. And not only do you cast someone one, you cast a woman, uh, which we need more women in Star Wars at this time, I think. Uh, you know. Two, she's a captain. Three, she's in this badass armor. And four, it's it's shiny. It's 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 shiny. shiny.
1: It screams merchandise. It's Brienne
0: of Tarth. It's Brienne of Tarth, too. And it's just got to be a
2: badass.
1: She she better be be
0: a badass because she kicks ass on Game of Thrones. Let her come over here and kick some ass. Like, come on. Yes. More hype.
1: Good hype. hype. A Remember, lot of
2: this
0: is hi- trailer. There's... This is trailer hype. Oh yes, this yes. yes.
1: is trailer. Yes, and and this first scene does a really good job of establishing what the first, first order is, who this movie should be about. Um, I have to say it really loud oh. because oh. the first, the first scene in this film is Poe, Finn, and Kylo Ren. Mm. think about that, Poe. Finn and Kylo Ren Perfect. and they all have, and it's not just one scene that continues going on. They go into different places. Finn is like having an identity crisis because he saw someone die and he was just like, and he was like, should we be mass murdering right now? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think genocide was on the agenda and we have these characters and So then we get changed into, you know, the Ray portion, who the the movie is about. And we get to see her in Jakku. And, you know, she's a scavenger. She goes down a little hill. We hear the John Williams score. And this is a note. John Williams was actually sick while composing for this film. Oh, wow. Um, So people noted at the time that, you know, his compositions weren't as great as like his other works with star wars so they were like oh we like the ray one but there was a lot of reuse of other star wars themes and you know and it was because he was sick during this time i think right so that's that's just something to like add in there but this ray theme like ding 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 it's you know it's interesting it's um and we get you know more back and forth finn and poe um escape <laughs> this instant chemistry between them very like they 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 really needed to start in a movie um themselves and just go back and forth um, well let me
0: just let me say it was I I like this idea to explore the stormtrooper mm. and challenge the idea of whatever it is they have in their head as should we be mass murdering well, who is we never had a stormtrooper character. We've had clones, which is their own thing in their own right, uh, which is excellently done in the Clone Wars and whatnot, but we don't know what a Stormtrooper is. So to have a Stormtrooper, which is a a Star Wars staple, be be a main character, was a very intriguing choice, and I like that. And, you know, he takes off the helmet, rescues Poe, grows a conscience, um... I like that we're getting this.
1: Yeah. And I'm invested I, still.
0: I'm still invested at this point in the film.
1: Yeah. Ooh. And I think and then there was like this like airship battle where they were trying to the tie fighter that was really that was really good. That was really Very nostalgic. Yep. Yeah, and not only nostalgic but it was like building their characters. Like Finn was like how do I shoot this and uh, Poe was like I'm the best, you know, fighter pilot in the in the rebellion and you know, they are the resistance. And they, they crash actually land. The resistance. <laughs> but then they Two crash. things. <laughs> yeah. They crash land on Jakku. Ray already met BB-8. And then the the TIE fighter blows up. And then we get this um, shot with Finn. And he's just in the desert. And he's shedding his, you know, armor. Stormtrooper armor. Right. Which is, I think is very metaphorical. Where he's just, he's wearing black. He's... Literally, he's coming out of depravity, you know, only with something that someone gave him, like the hope that someone gave him to keep moving forward. I think that's really great storytelling. Completely great storytelling.
0: I'm very much still invested at this point in the film.
2: I'm here. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get we then we get to Ray and Finn meeting they have chemistry too um there was like this moment where i was i question um and i know that a lot of people online especially a lot of the you know communities that don't like women are like oh, mary sue oh <laughs> raise a mary sue and she's an <laughs> ultra feminist they're taking over and uh, you know they they just but there was a moment in this film that didn't seem like a little like natural like i get it but they never kept up with it in like throughout the film where finn tries to take her and like hold her hand to run and she was like don't hold my hand i don't need you to hold my hand
2: let go of
0: my hand
1: (laughs) what yeah it was it was just like what's what's going on um i will say on jack Cole we do start seeing the instead of cgi characters we see people in like suits yeah. and uh, pro-
0: prosthetics uh practical costuming effects. practical effects yeah that and- was a
2: major uh concern i, I guess kind of going back to the jj abrams thing that it was a question of what were we going to do in 2015 in a 2015 star wars film are we going to do the george lucas thing where everything cg everything everything uh no more puppeteering no more practical effects um and i remember jj was actually really happy to use practical effects i remember he was very prideful with like how they got bb8 to work you know how he's like a rotating ball that but his head never moves as he's rotating i I always thought that was kind of cool however they got that to work do you know Uh, bb
0: 8s speaking of to the practical effects bb8 sound effects are like uh, a computer board oh run, yes like, like very run, techno run by bill hader really
1: so stop this is this is an Abr- Abrams-ism, abrams ism as i will call them because he has a bunch of actors in this movie oh that, yeah that absolutely gets no um like credit but they're like oh they were here um, Daniel Craig is a stormtrooper somewhere he, he,
0: no, he's, he's in the scene I think Ray tells him to unlock her yes I that's think Daniel that Craig him. that's Apparently. Daniel freaking Craig that's yeah. hilarious
1: um, the guy that tries to sell Ray the portions
2: that's that, Simon
1: Pegg that's Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead
2: oh okay okay
1: or yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. you know him and JJ did Mission Impossible yeah yeah
2: yep. wow that's hilarious
1: yeah it's so there's just a bunch of people that and I, I again the hype around this movie was even in the industry people want to be in a star wars movie even if it's like they just want to be on set and like do something for the characters it could
2: be the worst movie ever i'm star wars it doesn't matter uh, i
0: think it just keeps going from here i think in the next two films there's yeah. an equal yeah. amount of stars that appear yeah yeah
1: I think lessons, but this one is definitely the one where they're unrecognizable. Um, Like, you don't ever see them. Um, We just hear them from like a newspaper. But continuing, we have Ray, we have Finn. They're running, they're running. BB 8 is adorable, by the way. Absolutely adorable. All the scenes of BB 8 in in this movie, I was like, wow, they knew how to sell merchandise because this little ball was so cute oh yeah so that thing cute. toy stores
2: it was sold out everywhere yeah easily
1: and basically they're running from the stormtroopers that are trying to get them because they want to get bba and then the the first uh meta joke in the movie we're gonna take oh, that one that one's junk we're not gonna take that one oh. we're gonna take this one that one blows up Okay, the junk will do or the garbage will do. And then it turned. the camera literally turns to reveal the Millennium Falcon.
0: Yeah, I think they play that little bit of the score and more nostalgic.
1: This is where yes, nostalgic, yes, but this is where I have to question the Millennium Falcon. The ship that made the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs. The famous ship is on a planet and no one cares about. It. No one. I think that I think that's a little bit of an oversight, especially since there was a person upstairs who we'll find out later who really would care about to know about that ship.
2: And this is kind of where I didn't realize this watching it in my initial viewing back in theaters. Having watched it again now there's a lot of coincidental things in this movie what are the odds that the main characters of this film are getting into a legacy aircraft or spacecraft the millennium falcon what are the but there's there there, there's plenty of scenes that we'll get into where i'm like wow what are the chances of this happening and it's like kind of pulls me out a little bit because i'm like isn't the galaxy huge but then i forget it the desert planet there's only like one or two desert planets in the whole galaxy. So, well, uh... dare
0: I, dare I say, you know, it's like they're, they're cutting corners in the storytelling for pure nostalgia. It's like, let's not explain kind of what this, what's going on here, but I, we know you're going to love it. And it's like, yeah, we love it, but you know, yeah, it's like too coincidental. It's like, Again, that's why I say I wish we kind of had a, that period filled in, you know, to kind of make up for a lot of these questions. And they will come up and we'll, we'll I, I will expand more when they come up. But the Millennium Falcon's here. They're in it. There's no way they can fly it. I mean, she's just a nobody on a desert planet. Oh, He's a stormtrooper who can't fly a TIE fighter. There's well, no way they're going to be able to fly this it- thing.
1: To to be fair, to be very fair, Luke only had like to be fair. Ray was only driving those little speeders around everywhere. Luke was the she had a speeder in the film, like a like a, a speeder. Oh, the big one was that big one. No, 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 it wasn't the thing that blew up. It wasn't the thing that blew it up. It was that. that it
0: was that. Were... there's that clunky. Yeah, it was rectangle one.
1: Yeah, that she had yeah, the went red thing. To, no, no, no. It no? looks like it, but it's it's one that she went to scavenge from. So she's has experience at least flying in a desert. All I'm saying is Luke also had that same experience. It's just a speeder in a desert. And he led uh, an entire fleet to destroy the Death Star in the first... Dude, that, that was sounded-
2: 1977 though i just i feel like in 2015 the level of storytelling has to adapt and not not just be oh well they did it in 77 i think new hope was 77
0: well i think um, luke also had some some training uh at, they alluded to
2: Right, there's, there's a line and it's, it's, it's a blink and you miss it with Ray where, you know, post, uh, you know, flying sequence, she basically says, uh, oh, I've never, um, I've never flown like that before. I've only flown like some small aircraft. She, she never explains like in what context or what was her experience like, but it, it kind of somewhat explains that she's not entirely uh green when it comes to flying something like the Millennium I, Falcon. I missed
0: that line. Yeah.
2: I'm telling you, it's a bl- it's it's during the sequence where they're both yelling at each other, Finn yeah. and Rey, and it's like a back and forth as like okay, you got to like, have the subtitles whoa. on. Yeah,
1: they were they were very but again, it was it was the same thing in the original Star Wars. I'm not going to fault this movie because this movie the the intention of this movie was that we were supposed to view Ray as and we were supposed to start questioning again the mystery box we had to question everything so we had to come in and question how can Ray fly the Millennium Falcon how can Ray know about the Millennium Falcon circuitry and you know do this and that and it's things that she's picked up over the years of scavenging right but there's also certain things that are supposed to be not make sense because the the title of this movie is called "The Force Awakens," so just leaving that there.
0: No, that's that's fine. And dare I say, you know, uh, I think there's also some other stuff. It's like, ooh, why is Kylo Ren looking at FN two one eight seven uh, during the Jaku sequence? How does why is Kylo Run know exactly that it's FN 2187 in the TIE Fighter? You forget,
1: know? yeah, you forget one thing. You forget one thing. The movie, the movie title, The Force Awakens, only applies to Ray. Sure. The moment that you apply it to Finn, the movie starts breaking down.
0: Listen, listen, <laughs> I'm just saying, we got a nice little side-by-side. Not to mention I don't think FN two one eight seven has ever shot out of a Tie Fighter, uh, with working controls. Does great. Millennium Falcon controls go wonky. Does great still. Yep. All right. Just I would just like to keep running this side by side as we continue down this film. It's very interesting. The
1: forces with them, but basically they escape. They meet Han and Chewie. I'm not even gonna address this scene I feel like it's a little out of place because it was it, it was kind of so I have a way of viewing this movie I think that Act 1 doesn't end until after this scene specifically I think act, once they leave Jakku and then they meet up with Han and Chewie and then Han and Chewie get them out of the or they get them out of the situation with the blob tentacle monsters
0: those and the, the gangsters show up right
1: Yeah Once we get that scene with Han um And it's, it's great to see Harrison Ford And Chewie back It's great to see them Very nostalgic But when they put on the map And then he says "It's." I hate to tell you this But it's real All of it's real The force Everything It's, it's That's a great scene And To quote To quote To just, quote
0: to quote my favorite uh, TikTok video, it's corn because it's corny. It's corny.
1: But- Goodbye. Goodbye. That bye. was no, no, no. <laughs> I I thought that that was one of the most genuine parts of the film uh, because it's it it shows where Han is at right now. Like he's obviously running from something, but he's also he's accepted that the force is real. And he's even trying to inspire people You know From it um, In his own way But that is where I feel Act 1 ends for this movie Sure I so We had a fair. very big act 1 Because all of the players We see throughout the film You have Han, you have Chewie, you have Finn You have Ray, Poe is in there um, Kylo Ren is the antagonist of the film all those people are have been introduced, and these are this, this is who the movie's about. That's why I'm saying act one ends there. It's a really long act one, it's like an hour long of this two yeah. hour movie, yeah. yeah. Um, so we move into the you know, they're like, Oh, you're we have to get this thing to Luke Skywalker, join the resistance, and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. right? Sure. Um, Hans, like. I'm not going to take you there <laughs> and they're like why not aren't you uh, uh, a resistance general um, and Han's like no not really sorry <laughs> and he even like those Finn's um, a word he's like women always find out the truth because <laughs> he knows that Finn is lying Finn has just been lying this entire time Um, And there's been some, like, funny humor here and there. Like, oh, you got a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? And then Ray's like, that's none of your business.
2: (laughs) This uh, is where the movie starts to lose me a little bit. I'm going to be, like, post-act one. Because, like, you kind of had those mystery boxes that were really interesting. Like, who is Kylo Ren? Uh, Is he a Sith or is he not? How does he know? You know what's this new lightsaber that he's using? Right around this point is where I'm starting to realize this movie's got problems, but it has good moments. It still has good moments for him from here on out. But man, just I I have so many problems with this movie from here. Um, But I'm, I'm 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 sure we'll get into it. This is around the point though where I'm kind of like zoning in and out i'm like okay let's what's the next thing uh you yeah. know han's being hard to get well, right now well dare
0: yeah. i say it's at this point where i think they really start to lean on more of kind of this nostalgic factor yeah uh, han and Chewie are you know taking kind of the forefront of this group and they're dictating and leading and showing them the ropes it's kind of a passing of the torch so much of it being a passing of the torch, they're just kind of be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I
1: this- just wish that this that was more emphasized in the film. I wish we got more adventures with them than just going to see Maz. Um, but also, I, I have to mention that the big mystery around Kylo Ren was solved in dialogue. It was not a, not a big reveal oh
2: yeah it wasn't I, I don't even think kylo was in the shot when it was
1: no. revealed well was, no technically
0: conversation no no yeah, no, right? no it was in the i mean
1: he was in the scene but not in the shot well the, okay was, well the first the right. first
0: the first bit was in actually the very beginning when old man max von sedo uh aka uh the three-eyed raven uh said i some would call your mother a princess or something like or they he called him royalty so you're like royalty okay so that must be leia related and then uh we haven't been uh talking about these scenes because i forget where they are interluded at but wait uh they go talk to snoke
1: yeah snoke and we and when you first see him you think oh snoke is just a big big guy um, he's huge he's huge in this film um, and every, I think everyone thought for a second like I, I guess this is where we're going to go from here he's just a big guy doing big guy things where did this um, guy come from <laughs> yeah I just really dislike that Snoke how Snoke is used in this film um, I dislike Snoke I, I dislike him um, I don't mean, there's like not... any rendition that he's been in he's
2: just a Palpatine or, is... or, or, or an emperor, an emperor. Well, no, he, pop, no, yeah, no you could tough. say it was
1: just the Pelper team.
2: I, think I that's... mean, yeah, like it's just he he's the big bad. I mean, if, if the Darth Vader comparison was not more on the nose, you have Kylo Ren reporting to the real big honcho behind the scenes. And what are the odds? He's another flaky old looking character that looks like he's decrepit, but he's likely really powerful, but we're not going to see exactly what he can do in this movie. We'll probably see it in the sequel or in the end of the trilogy. Um, So yeah, that I, I didn't like Snoke either. Like I was intrigued in the sense of like, who is he? Where did he come from? Is he, is he like a, a remnant of the Sith? Like what is his deal? But in terms of like, um, uh, I guess creativity and trying to create like something new and different for this movie. It's like okay, this is just this is just Palpatine, uh, Kylo Ren's Darth Vader. This is Palpatine, and he's not even a, a really interesting Palpatine. At least at least the Emperor in the original trilogy had like uh, just the way he spoke. I, I just like the way he talked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seduced by the dark side. I don't know. I, dark I can't do insane. it. Uh, I. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, like, I mean this. This dude only gas for, like, I think he only has going for, him. really, if we're being honest, it's Andy Serkis. And people were like, yes. Andy Serkis is doing some mocap for Star Wars. That's really cool. We're in there for Andy Serkis. But, again, yeah. the more it keeps on un- un- revealing, you're just like, oh, this is cut and paste. This, as you said, Dr. Jace, it's just a less interesting Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, and and, and he's, I... manip- he's clearly manipulating Kylo Ren.
1: Yeah, what? and what I hate about what I hate about this Snoke dilemma, which and I'm gonna keep bringing this up as we go through the movies, Snoke steals um, any agency that Kylo Ren could have uh, for the sake of mystery, and then he ruins the mysteries that he has. So I don't think they knew how to write Snoke. Um, I also think that J.J. Abrams was putting Snoke in. Um, and there was a lot of, we we got revealed about like, oh, this mysterious Snoke was pulling all the strings. And a lot of people thought it was Darth Plagueis that survived. I um, remember
2: the theories. There was yes. a lot of interesting theories about who yeah, Snoke really was.
1: We'll, we'll definitely come back to that in The Rise of Skywalker. But uh, there, it has been confirmed that J.J. Abrams was like, there was a lot of things that we wanted to do. In that film, but because people guessed where we were taking the film, we changed it in like the last film. So, oh my
2: god, that is just so dumb. Yeah, that is... and
1: and it's also probably why Ryan Johnson decides to take the last Jedi where he takes it, um, which we'll get to um, in another episode. We're on the Force Awakens right now, sure. so you know this this second act is very messy. But if you view it from Poe having a character arc. This movie starts to make sense. You um, said Poe. Po? Yeah. No, Poe. Not Poe. Sorry, Finn. Oh. Finn oh. having a character arc. Yeah. Because he yes. wants. He wants to leave the first order. He wants to get away. And he's so. He's so scarred by what he has seen that he's like, and he's latched on to Ray that he's like, please, I need someone to come with me. And he's he's basically like, he he lets it all out to Maz Kanata. And Maz Kanata just calls him out and he's like, they're like, if you don't fight for this now, you're never gonna fight for it. No one's ever gonna fight for anything. And Po kind of just like, I'm fine with that. I'm gonna go live my life um, somewhere. And he tries to convince Ray. Ray sees has that force vision, which is really cool from the lightsaber after that whole scene. And Maz Kanata, I guess, is a Force-sensitive. I'm blasting through this because this is how it felt like seeing it in the movie. <laughs> um, there was a lot going on, like scene after scene after scene after scene of just things happening. Um, and the only time that I ever saw that there was character work being done was Finn. Finn had to make the most choices in the film. Finn had to, you know, decide to, you know, go back on like running away from the first order. And that event that caused it was because they saw, um, planets be multiple planets being blown up by Big Death Star Part Three.
0: Okay. Oh, all right. Let's, let's, uh, double back some real quick. Um, not too much. At, you're right. Finn is getting the most character work done in this at this point in the story. I am still invested because, really, because of Finn, I'm really invested in this story going on with him. I'm even invested in Ray's story because I'm like, okay, Ray's gonna be an apprentice to Han Solo, you know. Yes. Uh, and I like that. I like that a lot because you know it it's the connectivity um it gives you know her character something to do because you know her whole character arc is you know she wants to be on Jakku waiting for her parents to come back but here's this grand opportunity you know that works for me that angle really works for me and then you bring up the force tunnel where she has the vision and I'm like Shouldn't Finn have this vision? And I and I and I and I hate sitting through it in the movie being like, they definitely led Finn to kind of have this vision, where he's scared to face the First Order, and God forbid he is force sensitive and has to become a Jedi, because then do will have to take him face on, you know, like head first, you know. Stop,
1: stop teasing me with a good story. But stop you, you it, see, Rand you see what I'm was.
0: saying. So when they do it with Rey. I'm like, all right, cool. Where's where's Finn's vision? But, you know, nah, Finn's already out the door. He's trying to be gone. And then, as you said, they bring out the weapon. Uh, Mind you, the Force vision scene is kind of cool. You hear the voices of Sam, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You hear uh, a bunch of voices. You hear Yoda. You hear Ewan McGregor. You even hear uh, Luke screaming. No! You yeah. hear Alec Guinness. You hear, like, a lot of past voices. You
1: hear, most importantly, Ewan McGregor at the very end. These, These are your are... first steps.
0: Right. right. So um, very, very cool scene, I would like yeah. to pull. And we
1: also see, like, Kylo, like, killing the Knights of Ren. We finally see the first instance of Luke in the film. Oh, yeah. The, puts a the hand, hand, hand on, on R2-D2. R2. Which we haven't seen in the film either. R2-D2 has been absent the whole film. He's right. not
0: here. You're right.
1: He puts <laughs> a hand on it and then we just... Someone just, you know, commits Matt's murder. But it's a cool scene. I just don't like... And also, uh, isn't Maz Kanata um, Lupita?
0: That's Lupita. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely thought she would have uh, not this kind of role. Where she's playing a CGI character thought she'd be on screen, but you know, listening to her voice, she has very great diction. She sounded old. Um She did a great job. Let me just say to the performances throughout this movie, I don't have any single, I don't think I have a problem with any performance in this they, movie. They
1: Everyone knocked it out of the park. Every, from every single person. I think the hype of coming back. Oh, Dr. Jace, do you have something to say?
2: Oh, performances? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think John Boyega overdid his performance, but I have a reason for that. I think it's best safe for when we're doing like summaries of like the characters because I think we're sure. going kind of scene by scene. I don't want to jump ahead because there's my problems with it. Does it's not just only with um Finn, it's also with Ray. But I think it makes more sense by the time we get to the end of the movie because we would have talked about all the scenes already. So I'll yeah. I'll I'll save it for that. Boy.
1: Don't forget.
2: Well, I won't. <laughs> Trust me, I won't.
1: <laughs> so yeah. And at this point, then the first order comes in and they're like tracking down Han Solo and the they're they're trying to get the droid. You know, they're like cut right. and dry paste. We need to get the droid. Um and they take Ray. I'm I'm you know, there's that moment that uh trailer moment. Traitor! Oh my God! Oh, it's one of the tra- best uh, moments
2: in the film. I I don't care what I say later. That was one of the best moments in the film. Traitor! <laughs> this,
0: this fool would quote that scene so often.
1: <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> it was not. Oh but my God! I I just have a question. Why couldn't that be Phasma?
2: Yeah. Why? That was a perfect captain. Wait, is it Phasma or Phasm?
0: phasma yeah
2: captain, captain Phantasm. okay no not uh but yes no that that was a perfect captain phasma uh moment but they give it to an npc stormtrooper who was you know very adamant that he's a traitor how dare he he betrayed the he he had finn in his line of sight he could have just shot him you could have just yeah. shot, uh, shot
1: him, but it, it, it honestly would have made more sense. It really would have made more sense for Captain Phasma to have that, um, and then have you know the the cool action scene, and then Finn could like not win, but also yeah. not lose. You know, perfect. To and then he just escapes, and he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. And then the Resistance comes, and everyone's like, Oh, the Resistance is here. And Finn's like, Where's Ray? Um, and then. Ooh, <laughs> oh man, don't
2: worry. I'll come back to this. Don't worry. He, he sees this.
1: Ray get like shipped off and um he's very adamant. He's like, I know I wanted to run, but I'm choosing to stay behind and go get Ray. He has agency in this film. He has so much agency in this film. He was hyped up in the marketing, and I'm not complaining that Ray's a bad character. I'm not complaining Ray's a bad character but it's clear to me that because of the they wanted to misdirect the audience they forgot how to tell a good story first
0: Ray suffers from being surrounded yeah by poor storytelling yes. as we're saying they're building up Finn giving him a lot of this agency I feel Ray's only agency is I want to be on who to wait for home.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because when you look at the hero story, you know the classic hero story, Joseph Campbell, and all these things. There's a moment in the story in the ten part like structure that he noticed where the hero has to refuse the call, and they tried to do that in the second act of the movie. Maz Kanata was like. Whoever you're gonna go see is not gonna, you know. You're already off the planet. But if you got off the planet, you you should have already be, you should already been on board with everything. You you know what I mean? When yeah. Luke got off Tatooine, he originally said no, and then he went back and found his um, caretaker's dead, and he was like, "I guess I gotta do this," you know. When when um anakin had his moment where qui-gon was like hey i'm just gonna take you and he was like i'm kind of in slavery my mom's kind of in slavery i need i can't go until i can win back my my freedom you know there was a denial there but then they try to shove it in for ray in the middle of the movie and this is where you know they were like oh I'm gonna rush all the plot points with Ray um, because I want to build up mystery. Ray is a good conceptual character. Ray is not a good, like, executed character because they're all putting focus yes. on Finn. So again, misdirection and mystery box over storytelling. But I digress. We get to the scene that we all been waiting for since Han appeared on screen han and leia reuniting
0: wasn't waiting for it but yeah we're i was not i really wasn't uh
1: I, I i was
2: surprised when it happened like oh leia okay because she wasn't in the trailers right she wasn't in the trailer um she?
0: no she's in the trailers there's a, okay there's a shot of her and han hugging okay um yeah okay. um just just at this point you know i don't know
2: I mean, it was nice to see them because in the sense of you don't know what terms they left on, because clearly Han was hinting at I'm not with her right now because of, you know, the our past together, whatever that past was. So that to see them now here together, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Do they I hate guess, each guess, other or like what's
0: wrong? The nicest thing that happens from their reunion, uh, I guess it's if you didn't have confirmation already. I saw Leia. I saw our son. Yeah. Kylo Ren, that's their son. I mean- that is why they had a falling out. Those two, over their the the loss of their son.
2: And and just to confirm, you don't know what his real name is yet, right? No, Kylo no. Ren's okay. No. he's just our son. But, okay. But, okay. But,
1: but why? Why? why- who cares at this point? We know that's this. <laughs>
2: well, no, I, I mean,
1: it, it ultimately
2: doesn't matter what his. Well, for name all we is, know I that
0: just... Kylo Ren would be his name. We don't even know that's this fake right. name. Right, it's like,
2: oh, Kylo, come back yeah. to mommy and daddy. But you know, later on, they they do that uh the name call. It's like, oh,
1: I, you know, in a better version of this movie, if he takes Rey. I would have had a stare down between him and Han Solo. And I also wouldn't have revealed that that's, you know, Han Solo's son. But I would like have like a stare down where he's like holding Rey and looking back at Han Solo. Looks at Rey, looks back at Han Solo, and then like tightens his grip and like walks into the ship. And Han is just like struggling to shoot him. Like he could have stopped him, but he struggles to shoot him. You know, like he doesn't shoot him; he just puts his gun down, and it flies away while Finn is like screaming, "Ray!" You know, in a better, in a better version of this movie, I wouldn't have revealed it so quickly. I um, would have waited for this scene to reveal it. Let
0: me say, Kylo Ren is able to know when Han Solo gets on the Death Star planet later on. But I don't think he makes it a point that he knows that Han Solo was on the pirate planet um little 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 gap.
1: Again, again, this they they thought up ideas like facts and then they were like, How can we turn it into a mystery? And then worked from there. That's how they made this film because it, it it only makes sense that of course you have to know that Kylo Ren is Ben Solo at this point of the movie for this scene with Han and Leia to make sense you know you have to know that ray's force sensitive for this next scene with him or her and Kylo to make sense you have you know what i mean instead yeah. of le- leaving things to naturally happen things just that's where the coincidence like oh my god it's a, a coincidence lot. yeah this yeah.
2: is where it's, I mean, it, it started to lose me before with like the Millennium Falcon and it's like there, but then fr- from here, it's like a domino effect a lot of coincidental events where I'm just, I'm supposed to believe these things are happening for the sake of the plot moving forward. But it's like, at that point, it's kind of pulling me out because I, I don't believe what's happening on screen.
1: And it's, it really is. I, I'm going to say the the meme joke here, but um if i had a nickel for every time a random piece of ancient jedi or not ancient but important jedi artifact um was recovered by somebody and just happened to show up in the force awakens i'd have two nickels it's weird that it happened twice <laughs> like because we have the blown of what's supposed to be blown up mask of darth vader or oh burned mask of darth right. vader That Luke burned on Endor. And then we have Luke's original lightsaber. It got... Cloud City is a poisonous planet. Cloud City, you can only live in the clouds.
0: That lightsaber fell through the entire planet and came out on the other end, floated around in space. That's not how
1: gravity
2: works. That's not how gravity works. It's not. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I don't know what to tell you.
1: So the, the, this is what happened. The force guided the, the lightsaber down the shafts and Maz Kanata was conveniently stationed in a, in a ship right there. And then it went boop and then the, she flew off with it. We don't ever get it explained in the movie why she has it. The real reason why she has it is because they wanted to make a mystery and they wanted to sell lightsabers. wanted to sell lightsabers it's it's a
2: legacy lightsaber too yeah they and
1: yes so exactly different box same product
2: yes oh wow (laughs) they just sell it again (laughs) so
1: yeah so yeah yeah. and then the rest of this sequence happens with finn lying to the resistance basically to try and get ray he's like yeah i know how to how to uh, i'll get
0: you in there there's a there's a ventilation shaft that they forgot to uh, clog up. If you shoot a torpedo in there, you can blow down the whole system. Just gotta lower the shields. Let's go get Ray.
1: Yeah. And Ray has this moment where she becomes not only Luke, but also Obi-Wan. <laughs> so she has that interrogation scene and fights back Kylo. And Kylo takes off his mask finally. And we find out that he's just like a little whiny emo boy that shops at Hot Topic um, in this movie. So
2: there were a lot of memes that came out of the face reveal for Kylo Ren. It's like, oh, man, you should have kept the mask on, dude. <laughs> I was I say, more intimidated. More
0: memes, though,
2: came from the, 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 shirtless. the shirtless. Yes, um, yes. We're not that's there the yet. last Jedi.
1: I know. We're Let me there. stop.
0: We're not but... there yet. Sorry.
1: So yeah, basically Kylo Ren then runs to his master. He's like, "She's strong with the Force. B- please, Dad, help me, help me. She's strong with the Force. Bring and, her to me, son." Yeah, and Ray's kind of like doing the Jedi mind trick, oh, learning man. how to use the Force. Uh, how, uh, how did she know how to do this? This, but is Right. I mean, this is again, where I don't, I don't want to sound like a, you know, a, a guy who doesn't like women on an the internet. So i don't i don't want to sound like one of them but, but this is just a flaw in the movie that randomly she picks things up and i'm not saying that it's bad on her character i would have liked to see this but it, it's just like what right. would she have it's, known
2: it's it's, it's something yeah. yeah it's something to where because again it kind of goes back to her whole thing being a, an ace pilot with the millennium falcon it was i like the concept of ray I just don't like how it was executed in the film. There's a version of this film where I believe at some point, yes, she could have learned the Jedi mind trick if she was taught properly how to use it or there was some hint at her picking up on it throughout the movie for whatever reason. But when when I just saw her do that, just pull that straight out of her ass without any prior knowledge, I'm just like, th- she, she is... She is adept at everything that's needed for the plot to move forward. She's a perfect pilot. Therefore, they're able to escape from the, the First Order and the first act of the film. She's adept at the Force. So she's able to break from her shackles and Jedi mind trick a stormtrooper. She's also adept in another area that we haven't got to yet. So I'll that save for that. That one's more
1: believable. That one's more believable. Oh,
2: I don't. Oh, Listen, it's, it's, it's,
0: very, it's very simple. They're going for nostalgia. But when you go for nostalgia, you have to understand certain things make sense that you're pulling from. Obi Wan doing the Jedi mind trick, I, I believe. Makes, it. I believe it, it. makes sense because he's a Jedi master. He's just been in hiding this whole time. You have no idea what tricks he's got up. Maybe he's sleeves. picked up
2: even more stuff in his old age. It's been exactly. And, and he years. has and he literally
0: does right. Right. And then Ray though, I can buy she is adept at things or it just has a natural strength
2: i don't mind it, the sensitivity like right the, like when right. kylo's doing the 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 mind thing yes. whatever i don't mind that i like that she's kind of pushing back a little
1: bit because that's
0: just raw kind of natural instinct
2: right affinity
1: the,
0: the jedi, jedi affinity. mind trick
1: so now so now we have to question would this scene work in an anime if you had the mental if we got the inside monologue of ray i think the scene could work because then it was then she'd be like i wonder if i could do that to him kylo did that to me and try and get into my mind and make me do things I wonder if I can do that to this stormtrooper and get an escape. Finn must be looking for. If we had like an anime scene, like oh. the, akin to like Death Note, where he's like the going I take a trip, and I make
0: him unlock me from
2: this. It
1: would it would work, but again, we're not in an anime. We're in you know a big blockbuster and right. then she goes starts climbing around like obi-wan in the first film
0: but i get it too because you know after you just said that i thought you know finn and them can just rescue her and just like get her out that's kind of them trying to be like she's not a damsel she's capable she can handle herself so she gets out as you said and she's capable she's a strong female lead I don't think she needs to be a strong female lead at the cost of, uh, sen- believability. Like, believability, right? Um, but here we are. She's out. They regroup really fast. Um,
2: Very quickly, they see her on the other yeah. side of first... like of the. Italy. Oh, the what? You cut off for a second.
1: Oh, I said coincidentally they see her. Oh, again with the coincidental.
2: And this event. giant
0: ass base. This base is this base is as big as a planet. The weapon Literally is in the planet.
2: Finn sees her. He's like, "Oh, look, Ray Ray's getting out." And then in the next second, bam, bam, right there in oh, front
1: of her.
0: Not to mention, you know, they needed to find Captain Phasma to lower the shields. She there
2: she comes around the corner. Uh, <laughs> wow. We, we found the leader of this entire base just, just, just casually walking,
1: walking with no guard. And she didn't, you know, what a again, missed
2: opportunity. That could have been a fight. That could have been a fight. Like maybe they try sneaking up on they her. They were trying to be. No, oh, what? They're trying they, to be you, stealthy. They're trying to be. like I see a version of this movie where like they try to be stealthy. And like because Finn is just a, a general clown in the film, he slips on a banana peel and. Captain Fantasia 2000 sees him and she's like, uh, oh, a traitor. (laughs) And they have a brief fight, you know, isolated without alerting anyone. And you have the fight in the movie that you wanted. And I don't know, Finn wins somehow. Um, And then you get the scene that you want afterwards, which is like, lower the shields. Lower the shields right now. So I'm like, okay
0: with them not fighting only because I'm like, oh, well, they're going to use her later.
1: Yeah. I hate it more. You know the answer to that. You know the answer to that. We're only watching this film in 2015. <laughs> I'm
0: not. I, I I'm telling you I what I thought my, when I was watching it. I, was I, like,
2: I, be I had my 2015 viewing, which I remember enjoying, and then I have my 2023 one where I'm like, wow, problems, problems everywhere.
1: Yeah, and then we have, you know, we get to moving, and there's a lot of action. They invade the planet. Um, The shields are down, and they're trying to, like, blow thing up. It's clacking. It's friction. And then they they realize that they have to blow the the metal thing on top of the air vent, air shaft, um, so that they can get a better chance, right? Um, And they set bombs, and, you know, Han's there. And then they have that big scene with Kylo Ren and Han Solo. I would have loved... I love this scene. This scene's good. This Um,
0: is probably the best scene in the movie maybe you
2: have good Arguably. imagery with um the uh because at, at the same time you have finn and ray coming in and from behind them they have like this light shot where it's the the star being drained from the base and it's like this last ray of hope that um even han says it himself he's like no there, it's, it's never too late come come join us and everything's in darkness Everything's dark yes. in that area. The colors, the colors. The colors. Yes, yes. yes. And I it really like, like this.
1: outside. Yes, Those and then the good, red. Yeah. yeah, the red. Um, yes, it's it's very good. And I have to. This is where I have to give JJ Abrams credit because he does really well with these close-up shots. And you know, the, the just shooting this film, it really did feel like on a shot-for-shot basis, he had an idea about what he wanted to do, and he just went in and did it. Um, right it's less so apparent in the other films this film i feel like did it best i when we get to the other films you know we'll get to them but i feel like this film did it best and it did there's such a good character work there he's letting the audience interpret what's happening inside the characters without using dialogue fantastic fantastic scene Very um, good. It's, um and then han is just like please like you know we see we see Harrison Ford acting and the the Sometimes a hard
0: thing to ask him to do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the ignite the ignition of the lightsaber I think broke everyone's heart like we wanted. I,
2: I like the timing of it though too because it's like again a little bit of that misdirection you get a really good performance from Adam Driver where you really think He's reconsidering everything that he's done up until that point. He's very just, you know, seemingly, he seems to be regretful of like, oh, maybe, maybe I can be saved. Maybe it is not too late. And you get this timing. And again, JJ did it very well in this shot. Once that star is drained of all the light, that light that was shining on Ben and uh, Han, it then becomes it then becomes complete darkness. And you get that. You, you get that red hue not not from the lightsaber but like there's a red hue in from that the,
1: from yeah from the from the thingies yeah, yeah
2: yeah the little lights all around so at that point because at, before then uh, i think uh, kylo had offered his lightsaber already to uh han as if like oh wow he's he's really going to come back but once that light once the light from that star goes away it's like no no he's no he, he has yep. other plans yep i will do what i need to <laughs>
0: People people have their theories on how that scene went down. Uh, I think that's better if we save it for, I guess, the end of this trilogy yeah. when this scene comes back up. But yeah, I, I thought probably the best scene in the movie. Uh, I think we knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, given how very much it was like, oh, they're really playing on the nostalgia. Uh, this is the equivalent to, you know, if you strike me down, I will come back more powerful than ever. Uh, Obi Wan said to Darth Vader, and it was—you knew it was going to be Luke, or you knew it was going to be Han, uh, who probably have to, you know, fall on the sword. Ha ha ha! Literally. Um,
2: See there, that was a good pun. That one was actually <laughs> good.
0: Thank you. Um, which is, and it, I guess it works. Um, It—it's it, kind of the—we've been fed all this nostalgia throughout this run. But then it was like, damn, they just went and killed Han. Uh, these two are kind of clueless, Finn and uh, Rey. Uh, they don't really have guidance. Han was a smuggler for years before he sought out to help Luke and the gang in the original trilogy. And then he's got all these years that pass by, you know. Uh, he was ready to teach them everything.
1: Everything. They it's they a tragedy. Don't... Yeah, it's it's a tragedy. It definitely is.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I think story wise, you know, we we've, we've been picking apart the story. This for me works. This is another thing that works, and I'm invested in this death, uh, and I'm invested to see where it happens next. Uh, Chewie shoots uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, damn man, that crossbow does damage. Uh, like... Yeah,
2: it flings them <laughs> like they go flying. <laughs> With
1: that. Now,
0: or I'm, 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 I, I, I feel it must have ruptured something in Kylo Ren.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. yes, and right. then we get you know the fight, the the final fights basically with Ray and Finn and Kylo.
0: Hold on, and let's build get... this up. It's it's good.
1: It I, this good. was good too.
0: Misdirection. Mister, okay, okay. Ray gets knocked out. That lightsaber doesn't belong to you.
1: Oh, well, first he says, Tradar! he screams, oh, Tradar! Tradar! Oh, okay. I okay.
0: And it. You see, you see what I'm talking about to Finn, to Finn. Yeah, it's building off of that stare. You know, why do you care? This one stormtrooper, this one expendable stormtrooper, why do you care so much about him? And you know, it's like they build this connection throughout the film. And it culminates here, I think, very well. Outside of the fact that when they do start, I did it. I love that line. I um, did
2: that. Uh, that was a good one. I, I, and it, to me,
0: it was cool to kind of see a fight like this. We hadn't had a fight like this in Star Wars almost never. To where one person is just like at, Luke had a little bit of training when he went up against Darth Vader. Finn is nothing. Finn has Can,
2: nothing. yeah. Kylo clearly outclasses Finn and it's like, you know, that's a losing fight. I don't care how many times he has to go, uh, Finn is losing this fight. There's no way, but I like that. I like that idea. Cause it's like, how are they going to get out of this? They can't out swing a lightsaber against Kylo.
0: Right. So so what are they going to do? And Finn gets like two good hits, I think, or maybe at least, I know he gets at least one, um,
1: yeah, he gets a couple hits in. And it's it. like yeah, it it's hits. like
0: it's like maybe they can get out of it and then ultimately yeah. right up the backside. On side. the back.
1: Ah! Like, I,
0: honestly, that would probably look like one of the most painful little lightsaber like wounds in the, all of Star Wars. It's a carving shit, of your Yeah. Back. Right, they down carved his back up like a goddamn turkey. Enough um, to
2: knock him out. So you know
1: <laughs> there's a piece missing.
0: His spine is damaged, his nerve system's damage. Goodness
1: gracious. <laughs> yep. And then you got the class. Oh yeah, the again, a callback from the original trilogy. This was good. A lightsaber in the snow. Correct. And then suddenly he's reaching out for it. He's reaching out, he's struggling, and then it's moving, it's moving, flies right past him, Ray Yay. catches it. And then the music builds up. <laughs> <laughs> Ignites it and then they start fighting for real, and now I gotta I gotta defend Ray because oh. um I'm and I'm speaking from this from watching from being very invested in swordplay um, to have a casual understanding of it and from seeing a lot of videos around swordplay using a staff is very similar to the mechanics of using a sword, you know because they're just Big long cylinder type things. Sure. Where you have to use mechanically speaking, that's why a lot of people can still use long swords and katanas. Like there's the same principles still apply, but except with lightsabers, it's easier because there's no edge. The the edge is a a circle. The edge is a circle. So you don't have to worry about edge alignment, which makes it easier, which Ray never had to worry about edge alignment either. She had a, what do you call it? I guess a, a, staff. a staff. Yeah. And she was very good with the staff because as we saw in the earlier parts, she was hitting people all over the place. She wasn't good with a blaster. She was not good with a blaster, but she was very good with her staff. So it's reasons, I think that it's believable that she gets the upper hand on an injured Kylo here.
0: Ah, th- keyword injured, because I was going to say, I don't know if she should be winning this fight but
2: I don't think she should be winning it injured or not injured Kylo I I I believe the sense that she could put up a fight against an injured Kylo that's fresh off of a fight after Finn who did s- do some minor damage I I remember that that scene where you know they press their lightsabers together and Kylo's digging the cross guard into oh yeah Finn's into <laughs> like I thought that was really good. I'm like, wow, he's really going for it. Um, so after that fight, I can believe Ray kind of because you know Ray when when Ray is swinging the lightsaber initially, you can tell that she's not adept at it. Like the way she's swinging it compared yes. to Kylo, it looks like it's very amateurish in a lot of ways. There's a lot of moments where she's repeating the same thrusts of yes. her lightsaber just and like if, she
1: would do with the staff right I, yes. I i believe
2: that i believe that yeah and kylo you know it's just you know countering deflecting all that stuff um and if this was an anime i could believe this next part um but you get that scene where now they they clash the lightsabers, lightsabers again similar, yes. right and you know she has ray in a corner and and you know he, he's pressuring her and how, what was Kylo's line here about I the Force? Teach you.
1: He's like, "You need a teacher."
2: I could teach I you to use you... You
1: about uh, the Force. Yeah, something.
0: Like I, that. I I ain't, I ain't gonna be taught by nobody who's in my face.
2: I can teach you. But but <laughs> wait a minute, the
1: Force. Mmm. I I I'll believe it because because. Did the force awaken at that point? Is that the full fo- the force was awakening this whole move? The force
0: has been awakened, correct. Yes. Yeah, it's been awakened.
1: I think I think I like that part because ultimately Kylo was at a moment of imbalance, you know, being injured, just killing his father. He was like he was like uh like he was struggling, and he did not want to kill Ray. He wanted to teach her. I want to teach you. So he wasn't trying to kill her. He was trying to stop her so that he could be like, come join me. Come join me. Which is a very clear difference. I think this fight is believable. She gets in. She starts connecting to the thing that's been calling her. Right? And then boom, she beats him. They they all get everybody. They fly off from the Falcon. They blow the planet up. Woohoo.
0: Yay. Yay! Mm. Uh, Let's mourn the five planets they blew up. Oh, no? We're not going to mourn? Okay.
2: You <laughs> saw their screams when they perished.
0: Don't know what planets those were.
1: Yeah. But either way, it just... The, the story... I think the story should have wrapped up here. I think what have, would have been a great ending for this film is if they get the piece, and they said, "We don't know. You know, we still don't know what this map holds, and we have to wait for Finn to wake up." And then, as they say that, they cut to R two D two, and suddenly R two D two lights up, and the scene, the movie drops. That's where I think the movie should have ended, because the plot's Ooh, already no over. Luke. No, no, Luke. absolutely not. You had him away all this movie, and but I think the this movie specifically, the movie was already over. You know, um, Ray says, I'm going to come back for you already in her second movie get up. I feel like this should have been in the second movie. I don't think that, you know, this should have been in this movie. I really don't. Yeah. I think they it, it should have left it open so that when the next person comes along he could have had like a, an idea and had more of a semblance but instead you had a scene that directly ties into the next movie so it makes it impossible to have any time in between movies
2: it definitely feels a little awkward with how that scene even plays out because i mean i get it it's it's this slow build up to you know they land on the little rock island thing with r2d2 and ray and she's walking up the, you know, the hill. And she knows Luke is here. And then you get that scene where you see this the cloak figure. She sees him. And there's this long ass moment where they're just staring at each other. And then she, you know, digs in her bag. And then this is yours. Well, I mean, she didn't say anything, but this is yours, right? And it's another like solid minute to a minute and a half of them just staring at each other. And I'm like. I don't they don't do that in the second movie. They don't do that in The Last Jedi. I mean, they, they, they had this scene, but it's not like this. And I feel like it was forced <laughs> tension that was unnecessary. Cause like, oh, what is Luke gonna say something? Is he his gonna contract, say contract? His
0: contract said he had to be in the movie for more than a minute. So that, that scene had to perfect psh, hold out. Of
2: course. Perfect. And you know, there was this assumption where I remember at the time, you know. We don't know about Rey's lineage. You don't know where she's from. You don't know who she was waiting for on Jakku. Why she was so... Like, she wanted to go back. Like, who promised her that someone was coming back? And there were assumptions that, potentially, because she was Force-sensitive and she beat Kylo Ren, is this the daughter of Luke? They didn't say Luke did not have any children. And why is Luke looking at her like, it's you? Uh You you know, one thing, I, yeah.
0: one thing that we forgot to mention is that, like, there was that expanded universe that they chose not to right. adapt.
2: De canonize? Yeah,
0: the they canonize everything. 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 Why, everything.
1: Why pay for somebody's royalties when you can just make something new for free?
0: Because those were actually really good stories. If they you were, actually, I know, but I'm just saying, yeah.
1: from a Disney perspective, they're like, why go with somebody else's stories an adaptation when I can just make my own Disney branded version of it? And not only that, kind of,
2: yeah. it's like there's like thousands of stories from after you know the the original trilogy where it's like. Disney's going to have to do a lot of homework, keeping up with what characters they live at this in, point, yeah. what's not dies.
0: Not saying they had to be a full straight adaptation. For example, Kylo Ren, his name is Ben. That is pulled straight from the expanded universe. Yes, It's pulled yeah. wrongly. Mm, yes. They pulled it wrongly uh, to where it almost makes absolutely no sense.
2: Yes, they they borrowed elements. They borrowed elements because what
1: do you call it? Um, why would Ben be the name of Leia and Hans? Well, the
0: only thing that I can now say that makes more sense for that was the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Uh,
1: oh, you're
2: right. Yep.
0: Wow. Wait,
2: a, a enlighten me. What what? A Hello? Show? Hello? Your, your father,
0: your father, Senator Bail Ghana sent me. What's your name? Who are the you? Whole,
1: the
2: whole show. Oh, I is okay, okay. I guess. Yeah, the Lay Leia Leia, a bit. bit. I forgot the lay a bit. I forgot the layout. That is the
0: only way. That is the only way that no, that was that, that
1: was seven years later. Doesn't count. It it Doesn't... was seven years later, but I like when they things start making more sense. Uh, that's his Star Wars tradition, everybody. The prequels came out. Nobody liked them until they started making Clone Wars. The sequels came out and no one started appreciating the little intricacies until <laughs> <No> Disney <laughs> Plus shows.
2: No one likes the sequels still.
1: <laughs> I like, I like this movie. Like, you know, I genuinely I... like this movie when, and revisiting it. I, I think I was harsh on it. Um, in the, in the, the years past, like in maybe like in the last three years, But I really like this movie. Going back to it, I feel like there's a sense of wonder, and I always will have my headcanon that Poe Dameron and Finn are um, just a Poe is a gay man. Oscar Isaac played him as a gay man, and Finn is a bisexual disaster. Himbo. Let me just say, I have said my piece.
0: That was actually more built up, I believe, than the Ray. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of tension
1: between Poe and. Uh, and Poe, listen, listen. Poe <laughs> smacked Finn on the shoulder, looked him up and down, and went, and he was like, he I, know good. He it looks good good "I know what you're talking about.
2: I know what's. I'm like, like, what? What's that about? Well, it's
0: <laughs> it's it's also very much kind of like that. I don't know that. I don't know. This might sound weird. That that pet thing. You know, he gives him a name, and he's like, he gave me a name oh wow me. that you is know?
1: very that is he gives them the is the that jacket? dangerous i he mean but, 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 jacket but think too. about it
2: the jacket the name think about it he had a barcode for a name before he met poe he had a barcode for a name I.
1: The, but I, i'm just saying that the, their love story was written very you know the the, the things are <laughs> <Their were> there. <laughs> That's <just> something official. <laughs> yeah, the, it was it was already there. Their love story is written. I in this film, if they would have went to the second film, and what do you call it? Poe and Finn start having a romance. I would have believed it. I would have believed it. And the reason why it's too. not in the films is because everyone at Disney are cowards. Cowards. They
2: shipped Finn and array uh, Ray. They're perfect. They're a perfect couple Goodbye. They're a perfect couple
0: Sure, perfect, that's the word to describe it Um, but um, yeah, you
2: know um, I think, oh oh, yeah, go ahead Well,
0: I think this movie Of this trilogy is probably The most well put together mm-hmm. Film
2: I think it's the least offensive
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it
2: Just, you know
0: As we picked it apart There are some It's like a really good first act a so-so second and third act. Um, the pieces were there, um, but it was like, as you know, Nino, as you stated, this mystery box wasn't filled with that deep of mystery. You know, uh, it was very surface level, uh, and and as you know, the Clone Wars, this this non-canon expanded universe. A lot of these other factions of Star Wars deepen the actual mysteries of Star Wars. And it's like, y'all didn't really do much. And I think that's my biggest thing when I re rewatch this movie again is that the chains are not moved. And that's, I think that's what I walk away with. Just kind of, it's here, doesn't do much different. Does a little bit different. Uh, does doesn't do much this it it doesn't do much
2: there. yeah I I think despite the gripes I have with the film now I still think you could have fun watching this movie you could definitely yeah. still just go in for the ride and be like yep this is star wars it's, it's 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 a new hope with a fresh coat of paint um so th- there's still fun to be had with it uh I, I just think because it borrows heavily a lot from uh, a new hope. It, it doesn't age as gracefully as maybe some of the other films in the Star Wars pantheon. Um, like, again, it's just A New Hope with a fresh coat of paint. And because of that, it doesn't have its own identity. And in that sense, you're making the comparison to A New Hope. And for me, I'm, I'm just more critical of the film overall. I remember, I remember praising this film when I initially saw it. I was... I was like, damn, the- a Force Awakens. Star Wars is back, baby. I don't care if it's like a new <laughs> hope. We're back. This is it. I yes. loved it. And the mystery boxes, I was invested because the question was, who are the Knights of Ren? Why did Kylo do what he did?
1: Um, you know, oh, yes. betray who is Luke. Who is, who is Snoke? Who is
2: Snoke? Uh, why did Luke
1: no, run away? Why did Luke run away?
2: There were Indeed. There were so many questions where I was like, J.J., you bastard, you did it. You did yes. it. I, I can't wait for these sequels. I can't wait for you to direct these sequels yeah. and uh and carry on this th- 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 these plot threads. You know, who's Ray? Who's Ray? Who is she waiting for? Who is she waiting for? Um it was good stuff and but now, you know, the the trilogy is over. We have the benefit of hindsight. The film is going to be 8 years old this year. Um in 2023, looking back on it, I just There's just so many things with it where without me trying to jump ahead and be like, oh, they never finished this plot thread until The Rise of Skywalker. There's just some characters in here that I just am not a fan of. Finn, I like John Boyega in in this movie. I don't like the way Finn is portrayed. And I remember having this problem back when the movie came out. One of the things I didn't like was how eccentric Finn was compared to how he was raised in the film because he's being raised by a fascist, militaristic boot camp from birth. I would have even believed this character if maybe he wasn't... uh, Like, maybe he was brought in, like, as a young child. Like, you know, maybe 8, 10, whatever. Um, But I just lose that believability where he's raised from birth to be in the first order and he's just this hap- happy i use loosely but this go lucky eccentric character and i'm like how did you not get outed in in the first order <laughs> he's then, also like, just kind of
0: dumb he's just hey, dumb
2: you, you, you're dumb and, and and there was a throwaway line where he's like oh i work sanitation on the on the planet so he didn't really have like a military like uh post in the first order but it's just like How did they not, like, root you out, uh, like, early on? And and so, like, I remember... Have you seen the rest of
1: the Stormtroopers? They're very incompetent. No,
2: they they are. They are very incompetent. It's just, once Finn takes off the helmet, it's like, it's a brand new character. And maybe that was the point, but... (laughs) I feel like there's a version of this film where John Boyega's acting like the way he believes the character should act. But then, whether it's J.J. Abrams or someone else, they, they you know, they say cut in the scene. And they're like, hold on, John. We need you to be a little bit more extra in this scene. I'm alluding to this in the background. We, we need you to be a little bit more. You know, Ray <laughs> just got captured by Kylo. And, you know, you're very upset. You're very upset. Two or three takes later, JJ's like, listen, just give it your all. Give it your all. I don't care. No, do you no, so like, do you you like do Denzel? It. Do what he does. Do do it, Denzel. I do it, Denzel. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> I don't think that's the I don't think that's it. I think that John Boyega just made choices because I think he was like, This is my chance to blow up my career. I'm gonna make all the choices, you know? Mm, yeah, I can see I, that. Too. I can
2: see that too. Yeah.
1: I, I just I just I think that there's a version of this movie because I, knowing where the 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 script goes, right? For the other From here movies, until the yeah, next movie. Okay. I think there's a moment where The Force Awakens happens and Finn has a line where he's in the market, he's like drinking from the water and then like maybe he has like a line like he's like seeing all these fruits and things and he's just so enthralled by it and he's just he's he's learning to love the things around him and hate would hate to see it go you know what i mean so that's why he's a little bit eccentric and he's just like i don't know i felt like the entire years of my life there was like a fog over me and then suddenly something clicked like there was an awakening
2: you know there's a better version of this film somewhere out there like a like a a second or third draft because i think at this time Disney was very afraid to tackle, have a hero character that originates from something uh, of of evil, right? You know, Finn's from the First Order, which again, we said it earlier, the concept of a stormtrooper is very interesting that, you know, they, they defect. I think had we learned a little bit about Finn, and I get it, the movie's already like two and a half hours long at this point, but I feel like I needed that. To really be invested in, okay, I understand why John's doing the way, uh, you know, of Finn's character. I understand why he's portraying him this way because Disney's done this with other characters too, like Battlefront Two, EA's Battlefront Two. Another concept in the campaign where it's a stormtrooper. You go through the eyes of a stormtrooper defecting, and it like within the span of like an hour, bam, done. You you join the rebellion. It's like, what are you guys so afraid of to humanize the Empire through the lens of a character that wants to, like, like the, the character notices the atrocities that the Empire is committing, or the First Order in this case, and they learn slowly over time, hey, you know, maybe these guys are not the good guys.
1: Maybe, maybe, just maybe, they already had that in Darth Vader. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't,
2: no. I can't.
0: Let me. I'll I'll say this. <laughs> I don't know about Darth Vader actually. <laughs> um, I think what they tried to do is they wanted to have a duetagonist. They wanted to have two main protagonists. Uh, that's really hard to do when both of your duetagonists have to be built up from like nothing. Yeah. And where <laughs> what happens is one gets built up way more than the other and the other one plateaus fin plateaus in this movie and dare i say he might plateaus for the rest of this movie i, I mean for the plateaus- rest of this trilogy i
1: don't think yeah. he plateaus in this i think this is was his peak oh know? sure <laughs> sure oh he, right yeah like he, yeah. he has a full character arc i think he's one of the only people to have like a full fully developed character arc that is you know and like by the end of the movie he's just like i'm making choices because i want to get my friend back and i'm finally finding something to you know to to fight for the you know the reason i'm here and what do you call it um I just feel like everyone else kind of plateaued. And of course, some characters are were in it for the long haul. You know, Dar- right. Anakin and Darth Vader's stories were a long like six movies, long arc. Of course, not everything was going to happen at once. But I think they were trying to have three protagonists in this film. Kylo Ren, uh, Rey and Finn. Sure. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. I feel like Finn had the most development in this film but Ray had the most focus, but Kylo had a mix of both because he was the antagonist to both of them. Right. So, Mm. and I'm not saying there's a better version of this movie, I think. And I think maybe there there's, I think the element of surprise especially with a mystery box setting could have been used better i don't think that we should have gotten any of the mysteries in throwaway dialogue sequences you know mm, um, right yeah i yeah. don't think we should have gotten that i feel like the reveal of kylo ren's identity if i would have if i were directing this film i would have kept it to the very moment han solo gets on that bridge and it
2: I think that would have been a perfect time to really, yeah, make yeah. that reveal. Cause it's like, what what's Han doing? Why is he calling him out? Oh, was there now and more? you know
1: give hints, you know? I also think that maybe Ray could have been a little bit more force sensitive than she let on, or maybe she just thought that everyone else was like that. You know, because she's been alone for most of this time. She's like, yeah, sometimes like the winds speak to me or something, or sometimes I hear voices out in the desert calling to me. You know, something, something, something. Yeah,
2: I would have liked because some- then you know you get those scenes later on with like the the interrogation chair and everything, and I'm like, okay, they established yeah. this already from the beginning, and it's more believable. But
1: they don't. They don't. But again, do I think I think that they're their devotion to the mystery box ended up hurting this film in the long run. Yeah. It's still a fun movie, but still fun. I don't, still fun. They, there's just a big glaring issues when you rewatch it.
2: Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I like, even before I did this rewatch, I was thinking, yeah, you know, uh, force awakens the best of the trilogy very, very, very good movie. <laughs> it's funny how years can change the perspective of, of, of a movie, like how you view it. You know, uh, it's it's definitely something that I won't go as far as to say it's a bad movie. It, it's definitely not something where I'll be like, oh man, it's, it's unwatchable. It's terrible. Um, but it's a lot worse than I remember it. I kind of want to go back to that rose tinted goggle viewing of Force Awakens because I was... I was praising it from top to bottom before. JJ, you're you're a genius. Oh man, can't wait. Can't wait. The Pinnacle uh, of Fiction. It's a pinnacle. I, I was up there and then rewatching it, yikes. Just big yikes.
1: I, I really had um, fun. I still think it's a really good movie. I still, still think fun. it's a yeah, good still movie. fun movie. Yeah. Still think it's a good
2: movie. It's it's
0: lukewarm.
2: <laughs>
1: Luke- lukewarm. Piss warm?
0: No lukewarm like Luke Skywalker.
2: Oh, okay. See, oh wow, you're 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 two for three now. Good. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Um
0: well, are we are we good? Is that it? Is
1: I think that's it on this movie. I think so. I think we covered everything besides, you know, the lens flare. Now let's talk about an hour about the J.J. Abrams lens flare, everybody. <laughs> oh, the lens flare, his favorite. We saved
0: that one for another day. Um, of course. Yeah, but you know, I enjoyed this discussion. Uh, I think it's definitely fun as we did. We uh, we kind of went into that initial reaction when from announcement to you know hype, going into the trailers and the eventual premiere. And we uh let you know we hit you with some realness. And it was fun. I think we had fun here at the table looking back at Star Wars The Force Awakens. But uh with that said, folks, we're gonna we're gonna close up shop here. Um we will be back. This is a trilogy. Uh uh Unfortunately. <laughs> we will be back. I think uh our boy Nino, who has gladly let us to the promised land here of our interpretation of force awakens we'll be back again Dino. we thank you uh for leading us and i can't wait to hear from you again on the next retro star wars piece uh being the last jedi episode eight so we'll be back with episode eight and we'll keep y'all posted but uh hey folks thank you for listening at home listening in the car wherever you listen to thank you for listening all podcast stations spotify apple podcasts wherever you listen thank you for following us on all social medias facebook twitter instagram uh whatever TikTok. hey we we, we back on TikTok, folks we we're making a splash go check us out um we talk star wars a lot among other franchises if you ever like to talk more with us please join our discord to join the discourse that we got going on there I'm sure Nino will be spouting off Kind of uh, preludes to the Last Jedi um, <laughs> Retro piece So if you want to catch um, uh, You know catch, Get an appetizer of that Check us out But um, hey without further ado That is it from us here at the Yonko table I'm your host Grandmaster who Fellow Yonko Dr. Jace's attorney And Supernova guest host Nino Desplazado Y'all have a good night and everyone want to do their final Star Wars line of the night here I'll go first uh, uh
2: do it <laughs> oh we're going through the entire franchise you do whatever you want I don't care do whatever <laughs> oh god I'm that's not fair <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow! It goes to what we were saying earlier. All prequel quotes. All prequel quotes. Look at that! Oh, no. Wow! Wow! Oh, Perfect. Oh, profound. Shakespeare. We're, we're out of here. We're done. We're goodbye, folks.
0: Goodbye.